So let's start off with coming to his presence. Let's really sing it out unto the Lord. some prayer for our evening service. Father, this evening we're thankful for the good day that we've enjoyed so far. We're thankful for our worship this morning. We're thankful again that we can gather again tonight for a fellowship together and uh, for the preaching and teaching of your word. We pray that you bless uh, our time together and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we'll go ahead and we'll do Yes, Lord, Yes in on Jordan's Stormy Bank.
that's good singing. We're going to go into our evening service message. If you'd turn with me to the book of Genesis. Going to go to Genesis chapter 31 verse 42 is what's going to kind of be our launch, plat, launch pad. And Kurt has got his uh, class. If you're part of Kurt's class for the fundamentals of the faith, now's the time to head to that class. Genesis 31 verse 42, uh, I'm going to read to you that one verse and I'm going to explain to you our Bible study this evening or our message. If you'll look there with me and I'm going to read to you verse 42. And here what we find, we find Jacob speaking and he's speaking to his father-in-law Laban and listen to what he says. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely thou hadst sent me away now empty. God hath seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked thee yesternight. So my message tonight is God hath seen my affliction and my labor. And it comes from Jacob as he looks at his circumstances and his life. His response to Laban, his father-in-law, is if you'd have had your way, I would leave here without my wife, my children, all my productive life, life of work, all my, my goats, my sheep, my cattle. If you'd have had your way, I would leave with nothing, he says to Laban. But he reminds Laban that bigger than he is. And Laban at this point thinks he's really a big deal. Uh, listen to verse 43. <clears throat> and Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters. These children are my children. These cattle are my cattle. And all that thou seest is mine. That's how Laban feels about all the many years that Jacob had come and worked and served for his wives, for his children, for the expansion of his own herd. He had negotiated deals. He had worked hard. And when it was all said and done, as far as Laban was concerned, Jacob was nothing. But God never considered Jacob nothing. And we see that Jacob fully understands God's blessing in his life. So in order for us to understand that and apply it to our lives, we have to go back a little bit and look at what is Jacob's affliction. Because when he says to Laban, you know, God hath seen my affliction and the labor of my hands, we have to understand that. Well, what is this great affliction? Uh, you know, because if, if you just look at from this point on, You'll see Jacob and you'll see him blessed with his wife, his kids. We'll, we'll see him blessed with the productivity of his life and God watch over him and protect him. But what has happened that makes Jacob say this? So turn back with me, if you would, to Genesis chapter 31. And I'm going to read to you verses 38 down through 42. And Jacob was wroth. He was angry and chode with Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin 
that thou hast so hotly pursued after me. Because Jacob has gathered his wives, his kids, all his livestock, and he's headed home. He's going back to his father and his brother and his family. He's going back to his home place. God has told him to go. But he looks and he sees that Laban is hotly pursuing him with that warlike, that aggressive-like appearance. Listen to verse 37. Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff, what hast thou found of all thy household stuff? Set it here before my brethren, my brethren, that they may judge between us both. This 20 years have I been with thee. Thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of the beasts I brought not unto thee, but I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night? Thus I was, in the day the drought consumed me, in the frost by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. And when he says, you have changed my wages ten times, he doesn't mean you've given me ten raises. No, each time Laban would manipulate, shift and change and rob Jacob. And so he's making it very clear that, listen, you have been the reason that I have faced affliction in my labor. And that's what triggered verse 42 that I read to you when we started, where he said to Laban, except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely thou had sent me away now empty. So we see that Jacob, his affliction is that he had worked seven years for his first wife. And then what happened? Laban switched wives on the wedding night. So he woke up this in the morning, not with the woman he thought he was supposed to marry, but another daughter. And of course, then he worked another seven years to go ahead and get the daughter he had actually planned to marry. Then he tells Laban, he says, and then I worked six years for livestock to build my herd. And six years is a long time, isn't it? And then he says, you would, if you could, you, could, you would send me away empty after 20 years of hard work. And 20 years is a long time. If, if Jacob had just uh, joined the Israeli army, and this is a joke, because back then there was no Israeli army. But if he joined the Israeli army and put in 20 years, or the American Navy, or the American Air Force, 20 years, you can retire. But Laban says, no, everything you have is mine. Whether it's your wife, your kids, all the livestock, everything you've earned, a lifetime of wages and work, it's mine. So we see why in his heart he is, he is brokenhearted. In fact, in his relationship with Laban, it tells us in the text that he noticed a shift, 
a change in Laban's attitude towards him. It was not as he had been before. And that's what prompted Jacob to say, it's time for me to make a move. It's time for me to make a move. And you know, those things happen in our lives, don't they? We, we build relationships, we build circumstances, we work hard. Then all of a sudden something shifts, something changes. And that's exactly what has happened with Jacob. So we see that he had labored. Even as he told Laban, he says, I have labored these 20 years. As we go farther into the text, we find that Jacob tried to adjust things as he went along. He did try to shift things and move things. He did try to build relationship. He did try to build wealth. But as he said, I never stole from you. But you know, there was somebody bigger involved in all of this. And that is that God watched and saw. And that's exactly what Jacob tells Laban. God saw. God saw. And God blessed Jacob through his life. And you and I in our lives... There are things that come and circumstances that happen. And if it were but for the fact that God stepped in, who knows what could have happened. But the Lord intervened and he blessed in his own way. I want you to look back with me, if you would, at Genesis chapter 30, verse 25. And look at, look at what's taking place with Jacob in this text. As we find Jacob adjusting and working, striving to prosper. Listen to what takes place in verse 25 down through 31. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, send me away that I may go unto my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee. And let me go for thou knowest my service which I have done thee. And Laban said to him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I've learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. And this is early on in their relationship. Well, as early as you might think, two wives, 14 years, bearing of children. And so he tells them, Laban says, no, no, no. If we have any kind of good relationship, stay here with me. And look what Jacob does as we come on down into verse 28. And he said, appoint me thy wages and I will give it. And he said unto him, thou knowest how I have served thee and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little, he says in verse 30, which thou hadst before I came. So how much did Laban have? He had very little when he started. But how much does he have now because of Jacob's hard work, Jacob's uh, wisdom, and God's blessing? Much. It says, and it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming. And now, when shall I provide for mine own house also? So Jacob tells Laban, he says, now listen, I've worked these 14 years. Now I have a child with Rachel. I want to go home to my family. And Laban says, no, 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 just stay. If we have any kind of relationship, stay. I've seen how God has blessed me. Just stay. And Jacob's going to stay, but with conditions. Look at what takes place as we come to verse 31. And he said, what shall I give thee? And Jacob said, thou shalt not give me anything if thou wilt do this 
thing for me. I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle and all the brown cattle among the sheep and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And of such shall be my hire. So shall my righteousness answer from me in time to come when it shall come for my hire before thy face. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to thy word. And he removed that day the he-goats that were ring-straped and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and everyone that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hand of his sons. And he set three days' journey betwixt himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. So Jacob just brokers her deal with him, kind of a genetic shift among the herd. He says, I don't want you to give me anything. I've worked. I want you to pay me my wage. And in the time that I remain with you, that which is speckled, spotted, irregular, that becomes mine. Everything that is straight and true and pure, that can be yours. And God will bless Jacob. And God will go ahead and give to him all that Jacob had ever imagined that he would give him. So this new deal broken with Laban, uh, Laban is thinking to himself, well, I'm going to make this kind of go my way. And he takes some and he gives them to his sons and he sends them off. And he figures, I'm going to have it all fall my way. But God intervenes. And in your life and in my life, God steps in. Even when we don't know, even when we don't see, the Lord is at work. And I think that's important for us as Christians to remember. We may not always understand what's happening, but God does understand what, what's happening. Look down with me again at verses 37 uh, through 42 in our text. <clears throat> and listen what takes place. And Jacob took him rods of green poplar and of the hazel and chestnut tree and piled white stakes in them and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had piled before the flocks and the gutters and the watering troughs when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle that were ring-staked, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks towards the ring-straked and all the brown in the flock of Laban. And he put his own flocks by themselves and put them not unto Laban's cattle. And it came to pass, whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters, that they might conceive among the rods. And when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in there. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. And the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and maidservants and men servants and camels and donkeys. And so as you look at the text, you see that Jacob does all that he can to kind of shift the dynamic. Now, Laban had worked hard for years to kind of 
keep the foot on the neck of Jacob. But Jacob is now coming to his own. He is wise in the way he works and how he's going to move forward. He's already asked Laban, let me go. Let me go home to my family. Laban says no. So they broker another wage, another structure. But you find Jacob in his wisdom and in his guidance begin to shift things so that his herds grow. And what happens to Laban's? Well, that's up to him and his sons. But Jacob is going to go ahead and work now to build his herds, isn't he? Jacob's God had it all under control all along. Now, Jacob may not understood that from the get-go, from the beginning. But he certainly understand, understood as things went forward. Look with me at chapter 31, verses 11 down through 13. And the angel of God spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, here am I. And he said, lift up now thine eyes and see. All the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring-staked, speckled, and gristled. For I have seen all that labor that Laban doeth unto thee. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar, and where thou vowest the vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. We learn some things in these verses here. Jacob really thought the reason that his cattle and his goats and his sheep were bearing the way they were bearing is because of the way he had put rods and sticks and stuff in those areas where they would breed. But here God tells him, he says, no, it's because of me. It's because I'm the one that had that happen. Look at verse 12. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring straight, speckled and gristled. For I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. It is God who reached in there and God intervened. It had nothing to do with shadows of sticks and all of that that's transpiring. God let Jacob think that. But in the end, it's all because the Lord decided to bless Jacob in his place at his time. It's important for us to understand in verse 13 that the Lord said to him, he says, I want you to understand who I am. Because throughout that land, there were pagan gods. But Jacob was a God, uh, he worshiped the true and living God. He, he worshiped Jehovah God. And so God, when he gave Jacob this vision, he says, I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar and where thou vowest a vow unto me. Now arise and go home. Get thee back to the place of your kindred. Jacob, like all of us, sometimes we want things to go our way in our time. But he needed to wait just a little longer. He needed to let God bless him a little longer. Even if he didn't understand how that God was at work versus how he thought he was at work, the reality is God's time is always the best time. And that's exactly what the Lord is letting him know here. And that's what triggers Jacob to gather his wives, all his children, all his herd, and start to head home. That's what triggered Laban to say, I'm going to go and stop this business because those are my daughters, my grandkids, and all my herds. 
But all along, God is at work. And in your life and in my life, there are lots of things that transpire that we may look at and we say, I don't really understand what's going on. I don't fully understand how this is happening or what's going to happen. But if we're the children of God, if he is our God, then he knows, he sees, his hand is at work. And that's what we rest and trust in. It's interesting when I sit and I talk to folks who have allowed the Lord to bless them in their life according to his leadership. As they get older, they learn, you know what, I'm going to be okay. God's going to take care of me. But those who have struggled, <clears throat> tried to do it on their own without God, without God's principles, you see them as they get older, they're more fearful. They're looking for other means to help them through. Jacob had learned, yes, the Lord is going to get me through. And that's why he says to Laban, if it had not been for my God, you would have sent me away with nothing. But because of my God, he leaves with mighty herds, with his two wives, his children. It says men servants, maid servants. He leaves a wealthy man. Why? Because of his Lord. And you and I in our lives, it's not that we may be wealthy, but we're well watched over as God walks with us through all the circumstances of life. That's my message for tonight. A little short, man, I'm feeling a little bit bad. I really let you guys off early. We must have had a really short song service. Am I that fat? I'm that much faster on leading my songs. Is that it, Kim? That's it, man. All right. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, we thank you for faithful giants like Jacob who made a covenant, a faith promise with you. And Lord, you reminded him that you are his God and he is your child. And Lord, so it is still today that you are our God and we are your children. We thank you that we can come, we can celebrate, celebrate your provision in our lives. Be with us as we go forth. Help us to rejoice and recognize your provision. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Thanks for coming out tonight.